Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Monty, occasionally known as your mayor of PHNX. This guy over here, he's the vice mayor. He's also the Thunderstick. It's the one and only Jesse Friedman. Zach Gallon's uh, pitching all right these days, Derek. Not yeah, too bad. Doing all right, doing all right. I, I I feel like ever since he got himself a T-shirt night, he's been locked in. Could you imagine Jesse what he could have done? After a bobblehead night, Lord knows. Anyway, this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use our code of PHNX. Of course, the DraftKings Sportsbook app is the official uh, sports betting app of MLB and all sorts of other stuff. Get down on that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. It's the official sports betting app of PHNX. That's the most important part. Thank you guys for joining us. Of course, we have so much to talk about. We are so excited about what has transpired in the last 24 hours for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Things went from looking very bleak and gloomy after two losses to start this four-game series to the Diamondbacks battling back, taking the final two games and splitting the series with the San Francisco Giants. The biggest thing, Jesse, is we had yet another incredible youngster debuting. I don't know. Can we still call him a youngster? 26-year-old Stone Garrett, uh, a.k.a. Stone Cold Garrett, got the call and delivered in his debut. And boy, did he, man. He instantly was uh, uh, an injection of life into this offense that looked pretty dead in the water over the first two games of the series. Yeah, first player in Diamondbacks history to have three extra base hits in his first two games, Um, all three doubles. I'm pretty sure that there are some ballparks out there, Derek, where Stone Garrett would have two home runs already. Um, Mm. He had a fly out in the game today that I think in some ballparks probably would have gotten out. It was hit to that, you know, that right center field, a little dent in the wall in San Francisco. Um, Plus the where, wind was blowing in a bit and stuff. There was yeah, it kind of looked like the wind deadened the ball a little bit. And then I thought his double in the game yesterday also looked like um, it could have been a homer in some other ballparks. And sure enough, according to everyone's favorite Twitter account, would it dong uh, that uh, that double uh, from Stone Garrett in yesterday's game? Um, that double would have been a homer in 10 out of 30 major league stadiums. So uh, unfortunate for him that he had to open his career in San Francisco, but nonetheless, uh, he showed, uh, he showed quite a bit here in his first couple games. Uh, here's the thing is Elizabeth said she's here to be entertained. Are you not entertained? 
by what has <laughs> happened in the last two games. If you aren't entertained by that, you have to be entertained by Stone's story. Not only is his father delightful and nicknamed Brock, which is how he yeah. became Stone. But he needs his man, own show, right? He, he needs, needs his, his own, own show. show. He needs his own show. That man was born to be on camera. Like the amount of time <laughs> that they gave him was definitely not enough. He needed the amount of time Tyler Gilbert's dad got during the no hitter. That's what I yeah. think the whole game. Um, but ma- he makes his debut after eight seasons, Jesse. We're talking about a minor league journeyman. I, I don't know. I don't know if you'd say that because he hasn't, he hasn't moved around that much, but he's a guy that gave baseball a shot. And I think for the most part had kind of, you know, like hesitantly hung him up. He was working as a realtor, actually. And one of the great stories to come out uh, from the from his debut is uh, Steve Gilbert uh, writing a piece about how Stone Garrett might just be in Major League Baseball right now, thanks to LinkedIn. So if you think (laughs) LinkedIn isn't worth your time. You never know where it's going to take your career. And in Stone Garrett's case, it took him to the bigs eventually. He he was actually actually working as a realtor. I mean, he's a very he's a very intelligent guy. He's very good looking. I mean, he it makes sense. Like realty to me seems like something that he probably would have been easy for him. Really you know? good and, at sure. And good at, right? Yeah. Like he sold a couple of houses already. It wasn't like he was just starting down that road. He, he was doing it. And apparently, yeah. due to a uh uh, basically uh, an old video coordinator from the Gulf Coast League reaching out to him uh, through LinkedIn to see if it was still the same Stone Garrett, like as if as if you confuse the name Stone Garrett. Oh, are you the same Stone Garrett that I worked with? <laughs> I don't know. I've worked with a lot of Stone Garretts before, but um, he, apparently he got a call. And he said, hey, glad to see you doing real estate. And Stone replied by saying, hey, do you know anybody that still needs an outfielder? I feel like I could still compete at double A or above. And holy shit, Jesse, can yeah. he? I think he's proven that in the last two days. Obviously, who knows what happens, right? Things. Uh, baseball is one of those games that you can never get too excited about players performing well because you always feel like they are going to like, you know, come back down to earth just a little bit, especially when it's an unexpected uh, story like this one, right? But uh, apparently that led to that uh, video coordinator asking around who spoke to a Marlins guy in the front office with the Diamondbacks, Brett West. Two days later, Stone Garrett was signed to come to spring training in 2021. That's how it happened. It's pretty crazy yeah. in his words. Uh, but that's per that article with Steve Gilbert, incredible story. And just, uh, of course... I mean, everything's been incredible. Speaking of his dad, uh, his dad didn't even have time to, to, to pack reasonably for the frigid weather that is San Francisco, <laughs> right? Mark Twain I'm not said, sure if it was. I, it doesn't sound like the problem was that he didn't have enough time. It was just that, like many people in the world, I think he underestimated what summer in San Francisco is like. Uh, it is not. It does not feel like summer in San Francisco in the month of August. It is very, very frigid there this time of year. So um, I have made the same mistake that Stone Garrett's dad made. Um, very much but it, so. it was very, very so. unfortunate to be repping the opposing team 
when your son is making his major league debut. Yeah, not a great, gonna, not a great uh, look. <laughs> and, and and you're going to be on TV and stuff. And by the way, if you go to San Francisco, you will hear this insufferable quote so many times uh, that you'll gag. But the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. And that's a right. Mark Twain quote that every Lyft driver will tell you if you ever travel to that city. Uh, I will say <laughs> that I understand this because coming from a warm weather environment, it's hard for me to remember that other places are still or are already possibly cooling down. That doesn't work. That's not how things work here, Jesse. I've lived yeah. here my whole life. I've, I've acclimated to the desert. And as far as I know, summer ends shortly after Halloween. And then we go into what we like to call the wall it's winter and fall kind of combined in together right like it's not really winter it never it gets in winter for two weeks in february basically and then the rest of the time it's just <laughs> kind of fall spring but uh i'm not used to that i understand traveling the funny thing was stone knew his dad was not going to uh dress properly uh, yes, on the post -game yes interview, that was he, funny he specifically said i i don't know where he is but i know i knew he wasn't going to bring a jacket uh and yeah he was right about that uh but again another great asset to this team it's just exciting to see him get called up to to have this you know have this excitement about him and to have him come up and find the success that he's having early on yeah i mean as far as like the long-term outlook for stone garrett is concerned it's you know it's a little bit hard to say like where exactly he's going to fit in in the long term the diamondbacks have no shortage of outfielders we've talked about that at length um and they are all performing extremely well right now uh with the Jake exception McCart of alec thomas i guess alec thomas had a bit uh, of a rough one today um, he has and he's been in a rough patch this series as a whole uh but jake yeah. mccarthy has been outstanding was outstanding he really today. has uh, three for five with an RBI and a run scored. So like uh, there you, like you said, there's lots of assets. It's exciting to think about the, the amount of assets that they have in the outfield. And they're, they're yeah. kind of, they're all kind of coming up around the same time too. We have the inevitable possibility of Corbin Carroll getting called up next month or in a, in a week or so. So yeah. uh, it's, it, it's going to be interesting to see how this team, you know, kind of shuffles things around Dalton Varsho was excellent defensively in this series. So yeah. like you said, there's, there's quite a few pieces that excelled in the series and showed why the diamondbacks have a bit of a dilemma on deciding who to go with, with their uh, outfield going forward pitching though, uh, bullpen. We talked about it already. Not great in this series, starting pitching fucking outstanding. Zach gallon yeah. was incredible today. Zach gallon was efficient. He was it. It looked effortless, right? Like he made the San Francisco Giants look like a pedestrian baseball team that can't really do much offensively. Even when he gave up a hit, he was able to gobble up a double play to to end yeah. the inning or get out of it and uh, faced the minimum, I believe, through seven innings. So he was just dialed it in this game. He was. It honestly might have been the best I've ever seen Zach Gallen. Um, I know yeah. things maybe faded for him a little bit in those last couple of innings. He needed like 22 pitches or something like that for the seventh. Um, but I mean, it was it was a video game, Derek. I mean, 12 when strikeouts. Zach, 12, strikeouts. 12 strikeouts. 12 strikeouts is a career high for him. He also got an out in the eighth inning, which surprisingly he had never done in his major league career. First time that Zach Gallen has ever retired a batter in the eighth inning. He should have retired two. Um, Alec Thomas making an um, unfortunate air on a, on a fly ball out there. It was very, very windy, so uh, sort of understandable on that front. But nonetheless, I mean, Zach Gallen, they were talking about it on the broadcast. Like, 
he's putting up the kind of numbers that really put him like squarely in the mix for pitcher of the month in August. And that's right after Merrill Kelly was just named pitcher of the month in July. Um, and to think like from where we were a year ago, Derek, with this starting rotation to now having guys who potentially could go back to back in pitcher of the month awards, it's, it's insane. And it is the foundation of what is propelling the diamondbacks right now. Um, the starting rotation as a whole in this series gave up seven runs. Six of them were by Madison Bumgarner. Um, he had a bit of a clunker in that first game, but yeah. Zach Davies, yeah. Merrill Kelly, and Zach Gallen, outstanding. They, outstanding. they uh, allowed one run combined between the three of them. Let's take a look at the numbers in this series because, like you said, they have been outstanding. The pitching, uh, starting pitching numbers, outstanding. Relief pitching looks much better, honestly, because even though they made mistakes, it's not like the relief pitching gave up uh, you know, a lot of runs, none in, in Madison Bumgarner start, like you said, and then really right. just that crucial run in the loss. Uh, you know, that was, that was the biggest one, but you know, as you can see here, relief pitching ERA was incredible for both teams. Uh, neither team could hit with batters, uh, with runners in scoring position, really. And again, the starting <laughs> pitching, like you said, I'm actually amazed. Like the only reason I think really here is that, uh, that, that the giants outdueled them in the ERA department is, from Madison Bumgarner's start. Yeah, yeah, that's really it right there. And and the bullpen honestly was pretty good for the Diamondbacks in the series. Um, it, it was really that Ian Kennedy two-run homer uh, that cost the second game of the series. Outside yeah. of that, the Diamondbacks bullpen only gave up one run in this entire series. So um, hats off to them for what they were able to do in this one. And the, I don't know, yeah, Derek, we're very, these we're last very couple... Mean to them. We're very mean to them, but they we are credit because they have been good at times it's just it, it, it's those critical errors right matt melanson yeah. uh felt I, I felt uh i felt a little puckering going on when melanson came good. in last night but he looked really good and maybe maybe that's what he needed maybe maybe just to compete for a position and not have things handed to him might just be that little extra motivation that melanson needs to stay sharp again the other key there put him in in an actual save opportunity and not when the game was tied or when the diamondbacks were down by a run so uh bam in the comments said proud that d-backs knocked out logan webb early yeah they were yeah. all over him they did they not really uh, they had one of the best pitchers in the national league uh not looking very sharp and i mean the biggest thing about this series was really christian walker for me jesse is christian walker consistently has has just been dialed in over his last 12 13 games he's been outstanding and in this series, uh, he was our DraftKings king of the series. Uh, 354 batting average. Of course, his batting average has been uh, much better since the All-Star break. Of course, uh, still leading or tied for the lead in uh, RBI since the All-Star break. He scored five runs in the series, uh, two RBI on his two solo home runs that he had. Uh, just couldn't really have any you know, guys on the pond, no ducks on the pond for him to, to really drive in but christian walker continues to be outstanding for this team yeah they mentioned him yesterday as being like a possible candidate for player of the month in august um i don't know if we're like quite to quite to that level but he has been very very good this month um yeah. and yeah i mean he provided all of the offense that the diamondbacks got in the first two games of this series with a uh, a solo home run on monday and then again a solo home run on tuesday uh it was good to see the diamondbacks come through 
in some of those big spots um, in yesterday's game and in today's game. Um, and yeah, I know you mentioned Jake McCarthy earlier, but that that hit last night, bottom of the or top of the eighth inning, uh, second and third, two outs. The Diamondbacks have really struggled with runners in scoring position in two outs. And he had arguably the biggest hit of this whole series with that two run single. So um, all across the board, there was just a lot of really good signs in these last couple games. And you can just kind of feel the energy in this fan base right now, Derek, like the discord is popping. Uh, Twitter has really been going crazy the last couple of days. There's just a sense of excitement around this team, not for, you know, splitting a series with the Giants so much, but just like where this team is headed in the future. It's really starting to materialize in front of us right now. After game two, I had a hard time even envisioning a split, right? Yeah. I mean, the well, because you were getting blows. the Giants, you were getting their two best starters in the last two games right. of the series. Right. It was, it was tough. Yeah. And so the way that they bounced back, the life that Stone Garrett brought to this team, the way that Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen pitched, even Zach Davies, right? I mean, yeah. Uh, and, and, and there's just a lot of, lot to look forward to. I think the thing that we saw was not just Stone Garrett playing well in the series. Jake McCarthy played well. Uh, you know, the young guys are playing well. Dalton Varsho played well. Uh, we see Rojas continue to be really good for this team. So I, yeah. I think it's just a matter of starting to like see the picture develop, right? You're starting to see who this core is, why this team was committed to not bringing in any free agents and why their stance was that they were going to let positions stay open so that these young guys that we're now seeing play and succeed did, weren't blocked so that they could come up and play. Uh, but it's been great. It's been outstanding. I'm so excited for it. Uh, of course, again, Christian Walker, our DraftKings king of the series. If you haven't done so already, sign up over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download the app. Use our promo code of PHNX. I can't believe I'm saying this, Jesse, because it doesn't even feel right. But uh, college football is here. And if you bet $5 on college football, you will get $200 in free bets instantly as a new customer. It's that easy. You bet the money. The free bets are yours. It's in your account. Uh, that's code PHNX, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, I've talked over the last I, – I'm still doing the live betting, Jesse. Live betting for me is where it's at. It gets the blood pumping in my veins, you know? I don't, Sometimes I even forget I make bets if I set them three, four hours before the game and then come back and take a look at it. But I did win Shane some money on betting on Christian Walker uh, to Homer in, I believe – game two of the series so hopefully i can help you guys out uh i'm obviously going to take the san diego padres on friday over the washington nationals i don't think that that's uh that, that that's too much of a, a no-brainer for me i'm also taking the astros to continue on the roll they slaughtered the chicago white Sox today uh so i'm going to take the astros over the atlanta braves uh and i'll give you one more i'm going to take uh the Tampa Bay Rays over the Kansas City Royals. Uh, so there's a couple of DraftKings pick of the week. Remember on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can combine those together into one bat, app uh, bet. You can split them up. You can do same game parlays with all of those, whatever you want to do. Uh, that's what's beautiful about the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So many options for you to go win money, uh, have a good time, bet whatever you want, uh, and enjoy yourself. Remember, if you bet on the college football using our promo code, you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Uh, Jesse, I... I, I'm I'm very excited for Zach Gallon's success, but again, there's this there's something that also makes me sad is uh, Zach Gallon. I think I think if I'm right about this, has given up one earned run uh, since his T-shirt night, and um, 
that's pretty good. But again, maybe if we gave him a bobblehead, there'd be zero earned runs since his bobblehead night. But uh, I know we can't get bobbleheads right now. Next season, fingers crossed, they'll be back. In the meantime, check out our friends at foco.com because they have you covered. And to be honest, if you're talking about quality of bobbleheads, uh, these are these are art. Okay. These aren't, these aren't the, you're not going to come bring this one home and not recognize the face if you know what I'm saying. Uh, but they're part, we're partnering with FOCO, which is a leader in sports merchandise and collectibles. They have you covered with the best Arizona sports merchandise uh, and whatever team you root for. I don't care though. I don't want to hear about your other teams and who else you root for. I know we are in a, we're Arizona sports fans. We all have second teams. I don't care about your second team. Go get yourself some Arizona merchandise. Uh, they have officially licensed gear for Jesse's dog, which is the most important uh, member of the family we're covering, as well as men, children, uh, women, everything from bobbleheads to swimsuits to Crocs. Foco's got you covered. So mm-hmm. head on over to Foco.com. Mm-hmm. Use our code of PHNX. And for all non-presale items, you will get 10% off. Uh, click below in the link uh, in the description if you if you don't want to go find it for yourself. I know typing in words now is hard for people. So uh, if you want to click the link, I get it. Maybe that's too hard for you. I don't know. Maybe I'll maybe I'll buy it for you. Let let me have access to your Venmo account and I'll take care of that. That's probably not a good idea. Jesse did that one. <laughs> don't don't He's let still Derek have it. access He's to your Venmo account. It. Not not uh, a good idea. Not a good idea uh controversial home plate rule is starting to stink up baseball jesse i hate it i'm starting to hate it what's weird is to hate a rule that hasn't impacted the team that you root for right like i feel like i should like the hand check thing right i fucking hate the hand check thing and that's not my fault that's not madison bumgarner's fault that's dan bellino's fault and you know it dan bellino today did you see this mound of human like i can't stand this guy he couldn't even be bothered to get out of the way of Sergio Alcantara trying to make a play just stood there just stood in his way (laughs) like he's just out there like a tree with roots in the ground but anyway uh Dan Bellino I'll I'll deal with you another day this controversial home plate rule though Jesse it seems to be bad for the sport uh the Major League Baseball Umpires Association uh released a worded statement Wednesday regarding the criticism umpires are receiving due to the home plate collision rule. If you're not familiar with it, basically uh, it catchers are like completely powerless. Now when a runner is coming in <laughs> home, it feels like it feels like that Jesse, like I get it. I get what the rule is. I get what the purpose of the rule is. I get that. Sure. They don't want those home plate collisions anymore. I get that. They don't want guys trying to literally knock the ball out of the catcher's hand, which let's be honest, even though it's not good for player health, it was one of the most exciting plays at time in the entire sport to see a guy barreling down on the catcher at home plate and then not know what's going to happen. Despite the fact that the catcher caught the ball and is standing there is, is crazy. But the other thing is it is the Buster Posey rule. That's what we're referring to. Thank you, Brian Abdallah. Uh, The crazy thing about it for me is that like, that's not acceptable at any other plate at any other base, right? Like you can't just run into the second baseman and knock the ball out of his hand. Right. So it's like, that's the part to me. That's even crazy about that ever being a rule. And it's crazy that like they have to do all of this stuff about the catcher covering home plate and whatever. Like, I don't know, but this, 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 this feels like when they decided to make home field advantage, 
based on the outcome of the all-star game. It feels like such an overcorrection that they have gone in the, in the opposite direction of the rulemaking sense. Now, like I get it. I get player health. I, I understand all of that. Like I totally get it, but can't we just have it be like another base where the guy can stand there, stand in front of home plate and, and tag him, and like runners aren't allowed to just run in full speed and hit the guy. Like they're a fucking rhinoceros out of control or something. I, I don't know. This is a tough one for me, Derek. Um, honestly, I, I sort of understand where the umpires are coming from here. Um, just looking at the statement that they made, um, this is word for word, but part of what they said, it's simple. Don't block home plate without possession of the baseball, um, or change the rule. The umpire's statement said that was part of what they, what they came out sure. and said, um, They're enforcing so as- a rule that major league baseball implemented. It's not like the umpires yeah. are taking the rule out of context. They are literally, it says you can't block the plate. Well, where's the exactly. catcher supposed to stand? Are they supposed to stand way over here and make a like a stretched out tag? Like I don't get it. No. How are we supposed to do this? Like I I think in in the the moment we're all thinking of most recently is with Austin Hedges, um, the Cleveland Guardians catcher who made uh came out with a pretty harsh statement um at the end of a game where where a call like that was overturned. They they um they after he was originally ruled out, they ruled the runner safe because Austin Hedges was blocking home plate. I, I think it's just hard for catchers to do this because it's not something that they're naturally programmed to do. And and because of that, in these moments where catchers maybe don't follow the protocol, it's it's they want to be like defensive. They want to argue against this rule. Um, <laughs> Brian Abdullah says, imagine Stone Garrett running down the third baseline at you. Yeah, uh, yeah that guy coming at you. Oh, I'm going to come in and stop a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. See, Jesse doesn't get that reference because he doesn't even know who Stone Cold Steve Austin is. And don't even get me started on that. No idea. Because I'm currently no accepting applications for new co-hosts. He doesn't <laughs> know who Stone Cold Steve... Look. No there's idea. A lo- look, there are a lot of wrestlers. I understand you not knowing. My friend Drew McIntyre, fine. Triple H, that's crazy, but that's fine too. Uh, Stone, Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock... Hulk Hogan. I know the rock people that I know the rock. uh, I'd hope you'd know the rock, Jesse. I would hope you would know who the rock is, but Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, Again, send all uh, applications to Derek at gophnx.com. I just need a brief (laughs) statement on your thoughts of uh, stone cold. Steve Austin's greatest rivalry, whether you feel it's Vince McMahon undertaker, or if those two things combined led to his greatest rivalry being the rock uh, thoughts, maybe on corporate ministry, uh, other things that happened along the way, WCW invasion. I'm down for all that. The more you add in, the more likely it is that you're going to replace Jesse over here for not knowing who Steve Austin is, but yes, no, I, we're all complete. I have no idea where we're even at. We're talking about mowing catchers down and I don't want stone Garrett to, uh, mow me down so yeah i guess the point was made there but um i don't know i guess the idea there is that i haven't seen the diamondbacks really have a close play at the plate this season i haven't really seen them make any exciting plays i don't know if that's uh, well they have had impact. close plays at the plate they just didn't make headlines because the catchers followed the rule and most catchers well, do follow just, the rule I, I don't mean that i mean most of the time if there is a close play at the plate the diamondbacks don't usually have an incredible play for an out that gets made 
typically we're, we're not seeing they don't have somebody in the outfield with an arm that can actually like hit the catcher when a guy's coming in from third and you know have that kind of exciting play happen i don't feel like again that's not an indictment of our you know outfield i'm just saying i don't remember seeing a lot of those plays this season maybe you're right maybe that's because carson kelly varsho or uh anybody else that's been back there this season is actually coming over here and you know standing off to the side getting the ball like they should and not really able to make a play because if you're standing where you should, it's much more difficult to get that runner coming home at the plate. I don't know. I don't like, I don't think it is. Honestly, I don't think, I don't think it really makes it that much harder. You just have to be aware of it. You just have to make sure that as you're setting up to field the throw, that you're not in the way of the runner. And there's a way to set up so that it's not like you're, you know, having to reach really far behind you to make that tag once you have the ball. And you are allowed to block the, to block the plate. It's just you're only allowed to do it if the throw leads you if the throw leads you there. And and it's just I, I don't think Austin Hedges did that on this play. And I, I understand the frustration. He's right that for 150 years, you know, that's an out at home plate. But the rule is the rule. And you can't blame the umpires for just enforcing what the rule is and this rule is in place for a good reason like that buster posey incident is not something we ever want to see happen to another catcher so you just can't you just can't have it both ways in this situation so i see where austin hedges is coming from but the problem isn't the enforcement i think the problem is just the rule itself and i'm not sure that's really something you want to change at this point see austin hedges is me at pickleball jesse and then the umpire is that sweet lady that was teaching us how to play pickleball that you thought was very nice <laughs> and kind. She and was nice. She was. I hated yeah. Her. I hated you just her. You don't like, you just don't like it when someone gives you directions. <laughs> no, no. She kept telling me I was stepping in the kitchen and then we got lot kept losing points. Okay. I don't the kitchen. I thought your forward momentum could take you in the kitchen. And it's just like this rule with Austin hedges, right? Same thing. I feel like we're misinterpreting the same rule. I don't feel like you're interpreting it the same way that that guy over there taught us, but that's a whole, other thing i'm still i'm still fired up <laughs> clearly derek is not bitter about uh about not <sighs> winning a medal in our pickleball outing Joe, this week he is part of it was your fault part of it was your this. fault do you not remember when we were partners for that one game and you were asking <laughs> yeah. what the rules were six games into the into the series six games six games you were asking oh jesse jesse you're lucky you're such a good writer you're lucky you're such a good writer uh, go read jesse's stuff over at gophnx.com uh, he's a terrible pickleball partner but he's an excellent writer uh, if you haven't gotten a membership already make sure to do so sign up for an annual membership you'll get yourself a free t-shirt are you wearing is that is that a shirt what do you got on over there no uh, i was i was like nope, nondescript is that Seth Cerveza? I was wondering. I got on our friend Four Peaks, but of course, uh, you can't get this one. You got to go to Four Peaks to get this one, uh, but you will get a free t-shirt over uh, at the at the phnxlocker.com. Uh, if you don't get an annual membership, get the month-to-month. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents, uh, and you'll still get discounts over at the phnxlocker.com. Regardless of your membership status, you also get access to our Discord that Jesse said is always popping. Uh, Diamondbacks fans, it's things are on fire right now. We're excited. You know, there's a lot. It's weird to be over here on the discord having the party we are but that's that's the great part about this is like-minded fans finding each other and knowing what we can be excited about what you know how to temper our expectations so that these kind of victories do bring you joy right 
uh, and don't hang your hat on uh, your joy solely being based on your team making the playoffs or whatever the case may be. But uh, we're having a good time. We hope you join us over here, become part of the PHNX family. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our excellent shows go live. And also uh, give us a little thumbs up. We appreciate that. As always, it always helps us out. Uh, if you want to, want if you can't take looking at us, uh, which I get, I get. All right. Um, Jesse's a handsome guy. He's hard to stare at. Uh, it's like the sun, but uh, you can get us an audio <laughs> podcasting form, uh, but you have to leave us a five-star review. That's part of the deal. You also have to subscribe to us. So make sure to do that already. Uh, Jesse <laughs> wasn't a good day in all city for a lot of the teams. All right. There's not a lot for teams to be happy about in the all city division, but the diamondbacks can be happy taking a look at these numbers. Uh, the, the white Sox got smashed today. Uh, and when I say smash, they lost to the Astros 21 to five. Uh, if someone beats me 21 to five in baseball, I have to, I have to fight them in a fist fight at that point. That's, that's mm. the rules. That's the way it works. Uh, the Colorado Rockies also got smashed today, uh, 13 to zero by the St. Louis Cardinals. It was light work for them. Cardinals, I think are already in Phoenix sitting poolside, uh, at their hotel. Uh, because of how easy of a day they had against Colorado Rockies, and it's better than four. better than poolside at Chase Field, right? That's right. That's don't. That's those are bad memories. That's bad memories. Uh, also, <laughs> if you want to make things worse for the Rockies, they are now in the cellar of two divisions: both the All City Network division and uh, the NL West. So, congrats. They're to not. The they're not playing. Uh, they're not playing real well over there, Derek. They not, are not. Not been well. great in Colorado no. Rockies land hey. lately. And again, we've talked about how difficult this schedule is coming up, right? But luckily, the Diamondbacks still have some games against the Rockies left. They have some games against the Royals. So there's, again, there's some winnable series. Not to mention the fact that it, this series, they really did look pretty good against which I think they have more games against the Giants left than anybody else. Yeah, the schedule is is not, it's not that bad. It's bad, but... It's not that bad. Um, it's bad because of the, the, the amount of Dodgers and, and Padres games that are left. That's what's bad, right? That's, like, that's that is absolutely really what's, what's bad. Mm. But let's take a look at the schedule coming up because things, at least for the short term, aren't super terrible. Uh, again, we got the St. Louis Cardinals coming into town and our friend Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, then we got two games set with the Kansas City Royals followed by going to Chicago this for three games with the Bucks. So, uh, again. This, this week, they get away from the NL West a little bit after this four-game series with the Giants and uh, have some <laughs> some non-Dodgers, non-Padres games to look forward to. We'll say that much. Yeah. Yeah, and the White Sox are... You have to remember like the division that the White Sox and the Royals play in. Um, it doesn't even compare remotely to the competition the Diamondbacks are facing on an everyday basis in the NL West. So, you know, the White Sox being 61 and 58 or, or whatever it is, I don't actually think that's too far off from the Diamondbacks being 55 and 63 in a very, very stacked NL West division. There's just not a whole lot of talent in the AL Central relative to some of the other divisions. So it's not bad. I mean, this this series with the Cardinals is, is going to be a challenge. Uh, Tommy Henry and, and Madison Bumgarner starting the first couple games. Merrill Kelly going at the finale of this one. Um, so I think it's going to be tough. If the Diamondbacks can find a way to win this series, it'd be huge. Um, but things do get a little bit easier uh, after that on the road in, in Kansas City and in Chicago. And there's a couple of off days in there as well. 
But before then, Jesse, we got to welcome back an old friend uh, on a little segment we like to call spying on our exes around these parts. Uh, is it the friend that i think it is it's you know who it is it's the paul goldschmidt guy you know (laughs) that guy uh who currently leads the national league in batting average with 331 batting average leads the national league in slugging percentage with a 620 leads the league in ops with a 1.035 uh ops and is just an incredible talent uh currently a front runner for the national league mvp and why not yeah. with the way that he has been uh, exactly what he was for the Diamondbacks over for the Cardinals. And I say that because even I didn't expect him to be the breakout star of a team like the Cardinals. If you look back at the Cardinals historically, they, they've had some great players, but they typically have great players that are there all at the same time. So it's a, a great team, not as much as a standout. Paul Goldschmidt got all of his you know, recognition here, but when he was here, he led the league in RBI in 2013. He led the league in home runs, slugging percentage OPS. So he did a lot of the stuff that he's doing now uh, for the Diamondbacks back when he became that breakout star in 2013, you know? Um, But again, I, 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 even I'm impressed by the fact that he's managed to become the guy on a team with as much uh, history and as, as good of a organization as a franchise as the St. Louis Cardinals. How how old is Paul Goldschmidt, Derek? What do you think off the top of your head? Or maybe you've already looked this up and this is an invalid question because you already know. Don't, I don't know. Um, I want to say he's 31. 34. He's 34. 34. Yeah. He's older than a lot of people realize. I mean, he came up in 2011. So this is his this is his 12th major league season. Um, and at 34 years old, Paul Goldschmidt is having probably the best season of his career. And it's it's wild what he has done with the Cardinals this season, especially in a year where like offense offense is probably a little bit harder to come by in 2022 than it was back in 2013 um, when Goldie put up the numbers that you were just talking about. So it's it's really incredible what what he's done. I mean, slugging 627 is not something that you that you see every day. Um, especially this season in baseball when some of the power numbers have been down a little bit. So it's wild what Paul Goldschmidt has done. And I know fans will welcome him back uh, this weekend. There's probably going to be a lot of St. Louis Cardinals fans in the stands as well. As everybody should. Yeah. We're at that point point where we need to be over this whole thing and we just need to go out there and say hey to our buddy, right? Give him a round of applause, appreciate him for what he is, and congratulate him on the success he's having. It's wild, though. Like, I don't think of Goldschmidt being old, but Merrill Kelly is one year younger than him. And I keep thinking like Merrill Kelly's only got so much left in the tank at this point. Yeah. You know, right. so Goldie is outstanding. So is Merrill Kelly at the, at, at these ripe old ages of 33 and 34. Uh, and speaking of ripe old ages, of course, uh, if you want another reason to go out and watch this series with the St. Louis Cardinals, uh, there's a good chance. This is the last time to ever, ever see Albert Pujols or Yadier Molina. Uh, actually, it is the last time to see these guys at Chase Field in a Cardinals uniform playing baseball. So if uh, you have been a fan of baseball, like I have as long as I have, like, I can't believe Albert is still playing baseball. Like this is a guy yeah. that I, like me, I, I, I'd consider myself to be a kid when this guy broke into the league. So uh, it's pretty, pretty outstanding the career he's had. And again, it's a great chance to go out, watch some good baseball and, you know, 
give tip of the cap to some great baseball players who we're not going to see any more out there. And uh, uh, again, great stuff to be had. If you need another reason to go out there, get out, get out there, go get to the baseball game on your way home. Stop by, see our friends at OG's Gummies. Uh, they, they can get them at your local dispensary. They're Arizona's top rated, top selling gummies, and you can find them everywhere. Uh, they have delicious flavors. They're all about flavoring life. And uh, we're partnering together with them to give you guys some free stuff. We're giving you uh, this little flavoring life sweepstakes with that handsome fella right there on the screen. Uh, one lucky winner who enters over at gophnx.com will win uh, three bags of OG's gummies, an OG's hat, a PHNX t-shirt, and a PHNX annual membership. Uh, so go ahead and sign, uh, go over to gophnx.com to sign up for that. Uh, also, in very exciting breaking news, uh, I am going to be out at the Maya Day Club this Saturday with our friends at OG's. Uh, Am I going to survive? Remains to be seen. Uh, but you can join us too. Come on out. We're going to be having a blast. Uh, we're going to be out there doing a live show. What live show? I have no idea. We might just be making up a new show on the spot, Jesse. That's the way <laughs> that shit happens with OG's pool parties. You can never, you, you have to expect the unexpected when you pop out there. So uh, make sure to go out there. Uh, you, Brute Squad says, I finally seen open shirt. Derek, wish I hadn't. I'm going to show up on this goddamn show in an open shirt if you don't watch your attitude around these parts, <laughs> right? Uh, by the way, open shirt Derek, he's in the conversation for closer for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So let's calm down with all of that blasphemy about open shirt Derek. But make sure to check out our friends at OG's Brands if you haven't done so already. Uh, of course, 21 and over only for uh, flavoring life, flavoring your life. Make sure to be that. Enjoy responsibly. And that's not the only giveaway we got going on. Go check out while you're at ongophnx.com, signing up for membership and signing up for these sweepstakes. Make sure to enter their Toast of the Month sweepstakes from our friends at Four Peaks, our friends of Four Peaks Brewing Company. They're giving away their $50, a $50 gift card of their own uh, for you to go down and get some wonderful food and drinks at uh, any number of Four Peaks locations. We'll be down at the 8th Street Pub, uh, but you also win a PHNX shirt of your choice and a PHNX annual membership. Two opportunities for you guys to go win yourselves a membership as well as some fun freebies to go along with it. Uh, become a part of our family and hopefully good luck to you. Hopefully uh, you listening to this right now are the next winner of this. And like I said, we're going to be down at Four Peaks. We're down there at the final Wednesday of every month. We're going to be down there the final Wednesday of this month. All the shows will be broadcasting from there on August 31st. Uh, that location is the 1304 East 8th Street temp, uh, location in Tempe. And come down and hang out with us. Get some food, get some drink. They have a wonderful variety of beers uh, to be had, to be enjoyed. And, you know, we've every episode of the show is dedicated to how incredible the chicken tendies are. Which, I mean, again, Charles Woodall Pike, uh, he's somebody that can confess to this. Uh, he's seen it himself. Everybody at PHNX gets the chicken tendies. Isn't that right, Charles? He knows what I'm talking about. Um, but everybody, go enjoy Four Peaks. If you don't get a chance to go down to the A Street Pub, uh, go to your local grocery store, get yourself uh, some Four Peaks beer, whatever variety you enjoy, because they have a beer for you, no matter what kind of beers you enjoy. Uh, Brute Squad does support me for closer. Melanson has lost 10 more games than I have. Facts, Jesse. Facts. That's you. Even you can't argue with that one. So I'd like to see you try. But he's again, also uh, saved more. I believe he's saved 17 more games than you have as well. Uh, so. That's whatever. But that's whatever. Uh, I did want to update everybody on the PHNX move. Uh, today, I was down at the new office putting together IKEA furniture, which is never fun. That's that is never peak, a fun peak Derek. 
Peak Derek. Oh man, I had a tool belt on, Jesse. I had on some cargo shorts. I was in full dad mode. I had uh, cracked open a cold one while I was doing it, listening to music that none of the kids in the office wanted to listen to. You know, it was I was in I was in peak dad mode. Yep. So I tried to barbecue and Saul told me I'm not allowed to do that indoors. So I'm going to have to figure out <laughs> where I can do that. But our new office is wonderful. It's incredible. It's huge. And we have so much uh, exciting things in store for you guys to see when we finally show up there. I believe that's on the 29th of August is when we're going to start broadcasting from the new studio. So make sure to stay tuned for that. Uh, again, we appreciate you guys being here. You can follow us on Twitter. Until then, uh, I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy over here is at Jesse N. Friedman. Uh, Bees in the comments says, don't sleep on those four peak quesadillas. Uh, bro, you are not wrong. Or the pizza. You, do, you can't go wrong at four peaks. All the food's good. Uh, of course, uh, our show is at phn uh, underscore dbacks, but all roads lead to phnx underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Again, we thank you guys so much for spending your lunch with us. Uh, not lunch. Today, it's a different time. It's almost, go get yourself some dinner. I bet you're hungry. I'm hungry. Let's go get Slinner. some food in us. You, it's dinner time. You're only you're only uh, furthering the uh, dad narrative right now, Derek, by wanting to eat dinner at 4.45 p.m. So I don't, even, I don't have to stay up late for a game, Jesse. I could go to sleep early tonight. What are you talking about? 8.30 bedtime. When you have to get up at 6 and go help Saul put together Ikea furniture, the, the, the end of the day can never come too soon. Let me tell you that. But again, we thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, on behalf of Jesse and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you get somebody else to build the Ikea furniture for you. <laughs>